0: From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Diz Unplug. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplug roundtable discussion for the week of September 21st, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin... Kevin Close, John Magi, Kathy whirling back in the peanut gallery temporarily, Max the intern on a food run. Um, in this episode, we are going to talk about probably one of the greatest trips, if not the greatest trip I have ever taken in my life, Our recent trip. Uh, exclusive adventures by disney backstage not backstage magic i'm so used to saying that (laughs) Our exclusive adventures by disney cities of nights and lights that's london and paris with a disneyland paris add-on that was the exclusive part that was only done for us it's not normally done as part of this so um and you know we really wanted to record this last week but you know there was a lot going on here with max my dog and All that stuff, and uh, yesterday was kind of a long show, so we decided to add a second day of recording this week just so we could focus on this.
1: And this will be good because it'll give us enough time if we really get into stuff. Yeah, this is gonna be
0: like seven or eight hours. Exactly. So,
2: (laughs) what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Teresa just woke up.
0: (laughs) So, um, now for starters, for those not familiar, we had asked Adventures by Disney last year to please put together a special trip for us. Um, we wanted to do the London and Paris trip, which is normal. They they have the cities of nights and lights, or you know something that Adventures by Disney sells. Uh, but we had asked them to do something different and add on uh, it was it three days, two nights uh, at Disneyland Paris, and that's not something Adventures by Disney normally does. And they worked very hard, coordinated with a lot of different departments uh, at Disneyland Paris because you got to understand that while it has the Disney name on it, um, Disney is not the sole owner. Um, there's, you know, the Disneyland Paris is a whole different business, and D- Disney's a partner in it. But it's not technically, as you'll understand as we talk about that part of the experience, not all Disney. Um,
1: and just to clarify, too, you. For a Nights and Lights Adventures by Disney, you can do an add-on at Disneyland Paris, but it's basically you're getting the hotel room and you're kind of on your own. Your hotel hotel room and your
0: tickets.
3: However, the guides, the special treatment.
0: All the stuff you're going to hear us talk about, what we experienced at Disneyland Paris, you don't get. And trust me. There's no other way to do Disneyland Paris. I'm spoiled now.
1: Yeah, Invariably, no way to do any other park. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to arrange that. <laughs> there's <laughs> Invariably, there's someone who says, well, I did Disneyland Paris when I did Nights and Lights. What you did was you you had an add-on where you just had the room and the tickets. Right. It wasn't Adventures by Disney extending
0: them. You didn't have the Guides, the right. Adventures by Disney Guides with you. You didn't get Wine anything close to the experience we got, trust me. But we'll get to that.
3: I had my very own Disney Mafia. I'll tell you all about him.
0: So um, we started, uh, we announced, I I believe we announced this in November of last year uh, for an early September departure. And it took a little while to fill the trip, but we we did it pretty much.
3: Can I just say thank you and send a love letter to 24 people? Absolutely. Uh, Mike and Deanne, Mike and Cynthia, Jim and Linda, Frank and Kathy, Denise and James, Heather, Toby, Matt, Lori, Christy, Lori and Brian, Karen and Kay, Jason, Mike and Christy, and John and Mickey. This trip would have been good, but it would not have been spectacular. Without, without that them. group.
0: I'm gonna tell you they with were a great Jason group. Wren? Yes. Jason oh, yeah. Does he
4: just keep his bags packed?
0: I'm telling you. He's traveling he <laughs> we, travels a Jason lot. Jason
4: has a
3: direct deposit. Come <laughs> back with us, Jason.
0: It's uh, I mean it was it and it was a great group it was a great group. Uh Walter and I got out to London a few days early. Um actually I think we were about there about 5 days early. Yeah. Uh a couple reasons for that. Number one um I don't travel well going to Europe. Jet lag really gets to me when I go to Europe. And so I wanted I did not want to waste one minute of this trip dealing with jet lag. And so that was one reason, but the main reason was that uh, Walter and I have friends uh in uh who live outside of London, Becky and Gavin and uh um, they took the week off from work and they spent it taking us around London, which was the city I really wanted to see. Kevin really wanted to see Paris. I really wanted to see London, and I got to see we got to see London we got to see London. We covered it pretty well I can you know. I can tell you that it's a really good idea to get there early. It's a really good idea to stay at the hotel.
3: It's a really good idea to have friends who show you around?
0: Well, (laughs) it's a really good idea to stay at the hotel, um, the uh, the, the Chancery Court uh, on High Holborn uh, in London, uh, because that hotel is so centrally located to so much that you can walk to. We were able to walk to the British Museum. We were able to walk to the West End. We were able to walk... Uh, to Covent Gardens, um,
1: it was it, also in a great location for other stuff. There was uh, a little shop, a uh, little store down the street where you could have gotten grocery drain, store, grocery store, save a fortune. There was a fantastic place across the street for food for breakfast, a French
0: restaurant of all things.
1: There was a coffee shop. There was a predemange. Oh, there's a Starbucks, there was oh, a there's Starbucks. A Starbucks. Well, across the street.
0: Yeah, but Pret-a-Manger was much better.
1: Right. And Pret-a-Manger
0: is like even more prevalent. Uh, in 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 London than Starbucks uh, is, and you see them all over the place, and their coffee is much better.
1: This is what I really loved about this hotel was where the stuff that was available just outside your door. I, I never was, got my bearings in London.
3: I, I it always surprised me whenever we came back from any day trip or outing that we went on that we were at the hotel. Like all of a sudden, oh, that's oh, our hotel. There we are. It, I never. I mean, I think I'm. It's my New Yorker, the New Yorker in me. The streets are lined up in a grid, and if I'm on 35th Street, I can find 65th Street. Right. In London, it was I very never confusing. knew which way was north. I never knew which way was the West End. I was completely Well, you have to re- you have
0: to remember it. this is not a city that was engineered. This right. was a no, city that started off very small, right. and
3: it's grown organically. Exactly. But it was one of those things that I never felt like I knew where I was going. And again, it, it always surprised me that we
1: were back at the embassy. However, I think going out early is easy too because of the cabs i think the cab drivers are fantastic i think there was never a point where we worried that this guy's not going to take us to the right place or he's going to charge us too much the the transportation system was fantastic
2: it was and even the underground and on the corners the underground or subway mm-hmm.
0: and we got to we, do that, had we, had did a that a, of times. we did that a couple of times i i, I, I tolerated it. it of course you did um, I tolerated it a couple of times before I finally said, okay, we're doing cabs What's to enjoy? Why? Why? It well, was just because, different. well, it's, it's, I think it's, no, it's a subway. I mean, it like New York? F- no. Without, without the p- smell of piss and body odor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the difference. Then um,
3: how would you know you're in the subway?
0: <laughs> and, you know, the first time we used it was on a weekend, so it was quiet. But then the next time we used it was on a work day and it was packed. And I did that for years. I commuted to work yeah. uh, into the city uh, on a subway that was packed. It is not something I enjoy. I don't like it. And I don't do it. I don't do it.
3: It's That's, something I wanted to try, but we just never got around to. What'd I you like about that, it,
0: Walter?
2: Well, I guess when we did it on the weekend, it was just so easy to look where you were, where you wanted to go. It was right around the corner. We got on. We had our little um, cards. So I kept mine in my wallet. I didn't have to take it out. You just go and put it, rub it across the sensor. With you your on. wallet, yeah,
4: and all your credit cards, Ooh, there you go.
2: Well, I'm hoping it was just going with a sensor, but
4: <laughs> the, one of the things
2: that cord. I
3: really didn't want to use the tube for was I found that I was doing a lot of sightseeing from the cab. Right, I could when I was at ground level, I could see where I was going and That's what I was point. doing, and going in the I was going to get from point A to point B, but all I was going to see was a tunnel.
0: The other thing, the London Underground is about three feet from the center of the Earth. <laughs> Okay, what? it's like 40, it's like it's like a 45 minute escalator ride. Journey
4: to the center of the earth. And, and then when
0: you get down there, when you get down it's there, hot. it is so incredibly hot.
3: They also told me, I didn't do it, that the escalators are incredibly steep,
0: very steep and disorienting. The way, and the way the walls are and like the grout on the walls, it 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 was very vertigo. I was really having a hard time. I had to look at the stairs, the, the escalator because if I looked down to the end it was very disorientated because they're extremely steep. And-
3: no, you said you didn't do it? <laughs> I did. We never you know got a chance to. Oh, okay. Now, also, the cabs in um, London are not like taxis yeah. no, anywhere huge. else. They're huge. It's like they're minivans. You can put five people in the back of a taxi. Yeah, facing each other. three on the seat and then two jump seats that fold
1: down. Oh, I pictured them tiny, Uh, tiny, tiny little. And they're shaped, you know, going through the street. They're three times the size of your car. And they're shaped in such a way that they're kind of a bubble. Yeah. So you get this really great view of the outside. When you get in, you step into the cab, bend over, and then go and sit down. It's a very... Sounds like total
4: recall cabs, you know. They're kind of nice. I liked them.
1: Yeah. Um, also, uh, one of the things they do on this trip is the guides gave us passes for the Underground. Yes. So that you could have, on your free time, gone, gone and done anything you wanted to do. We just we preferred to take With so many
2: things we're in walking distance, we did quite a bit. And it was just easy to walk there or take a taxi, which, uh, you know. The other thing was if you had bucks.
1: five people,
3: a taxi was dirt cheap.
2: Yeah, with five people, yeah. yeah.
3: It was 2 bucks a person to get where, or 2 pounds a person to get where you yeah, to Yeah, virtually every
0: place we ever went in a taxi it was about 10 pounds.
3: Uh, I right. found
1: that to be terrific.
0: It was. I you thought know, it was Which yeah. is
3: what in my money? Uh
0: it's about $17. Okay. It's about $16-17. i was just $17. say
3: a, d- a pounds like a $1.70 so it works yeah. out exactly to what he said.
2: What was the exchange rate before y'all went? Did y'all buy $1.70? $1.70? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, we got It's better. always but it's always like that. It's always between a $1.60 and a $1.70 always.
3: I would recommend Anybody who's going, start out with, buy some pounds here. Buy some pounds and some euros, sort of like seed money. Because as soon as you get off the plane in Heathrow, your dollars are kind of no good anymore. No, no, not kind of. They're no good. And if you want a bottle of water, you really have to switch as soon as your feet hit the ground. So having a couple of dollars, a couple of pounds in your pocket allows you to buy a
1: bottle of water in the airport. I would have loved to see Teresa with... British money, <laughs> your head would have exploded. Really? It was. literally got to the point where I just held up my hand.
4: And was it uh, worse than euro? Euro was pretty easy. I it thought. wasn't the, the the paper money. No,
1: that it was, was the coins. The coins.
3: The coins.
0: They the have coin.
1: pennies, the coins, right? right? They have pence, and then they've got two pence. But they've got also they don't have any. Five. They don't have any uh, paper ones. So your one is a coin, and your two is a coin. a coin. Two's are coins. Are yeah, coins. two. But then there's like dollars. Two pounds. Two pounds. Two pounds. Then there's like fifty.
2: 50, 20, pence, ten
1: but five. But they're
3: not, they're not graduated.
2: No, no, size. no. It's because the really, two, the two, two pence is huge. It's gigantic. Right. So, so it was,
3: that was. I would just. That's just a recommendation. If you're confusing. going, yeah. no, have some seed money in your pocket. And I The also, other thing is, it's too big for your wallet. You have to do origami <laughs> <right>. <laughs> to get it the money be an in your wallet.
2: wallet.
3: Yeah. It's just bigger.
1: I think it's also, pretty. I think another good piece of advice for folks is go to your bank. And see what your bank is going to offer you for being a customer there, because we got the we got it just for the exchange rate with no fees, no transaction charges or anything. Right. Well, that's
0: SunTrust. SunTrust is really good, actually. No, well,
1: BB&T. But oh, okay.
0: I'm just saying that SunTrust on their uh, on their debit card, um, if you're just taking cash out, there's no fee at all. It's just the exchange rate.
1: Yeah, I think we should maybe. Excuse me. I think maybe we should do a little bit of a tutorial about that because I think that's important. I called all of my credit cards, and I hmm. said, I'm going to be
0: yep. here and here. You have to do that. And yeah. I said, what are you going to charge if me? If you're a Wells Fargo customer, go to another bank.
1: Capital <laughs> One doesn't charge you a fee for getting
3: <laughs> foreign currency other than you pay the exchange I think rent. Bank of America does, if I remember right, because so, I ended up going to so the So Wells mall.
4: Fargo charges per transaction Yeah, per Wells control.
0: Fargo, Wells Fargo – you know, I didn't realize until I switched over to SunTrust, Wells Fargo is horrible. Um, when and They were Wachovia, and now they're Wells Fargo. But first of all, even though I would call and tell them, this is where I'm going to be, these are the dates I'm going to be there, I'll be in this city on this day, this city on this day, it didn't matter. The, as soon as I tried to use my card, it was declined. And I would have to go through this 20-minute process every time of calling them. This every time? Or
2: when we no, 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 no.
0: no I, time. I'm, hold on. Let me okay. say my thing. Um. I would have to go through this whole process. And after uh, the Mediterranean trip in June, I said, that's it. You know what? They obviously don't value my business because no matter how much I complain about this, they continue to do it. So I'm going to find a bank that doesn't do this. And I'm going to go to them. So I went to SunTrust. Did not have one issue with SunTrust the entire time I was there. Not one issue. Um, The other thing is that Wells Fargo charges... Well, apparently, like Visa charges a fee, and then Wells Fargo would charge a fee um, if you're using it as a credit card. If I used it as a, if I used it as an ATM, Wells Wells Fargo would charge me the fee. Um, with SunTrust, no fee on the ATM, and no fee from the bank on the international credit card transaction. Just three percent from Mastercard. That was it, and you know that to me was fair. I wasn't getting, because I mean, literally, I mean, I think it was working out to about 9% <laughs> that Wells Fargo was charging me every time I bought something with that card. Um, so it really varies from bank to bank. Call it,
1: every one of your cards, find out which is the best value, and, and use those cards when you're over there. It's a huge difference. And
2: if you don't know, you do have to call your credit card, because if you try to use it without calling, it will be declined. would right, exactly. not take it. Yep. Yeah, I warned my States. bank.
1: I actually called
3: months in advance and then days in advance just to remind them. Uh, One of our guests, Cynthia and Mike, when we were checking into the hotel, there was no fee for checking in, but you had to leave a credit card for incidentals. And they were having credit card issues, and she said, I called. So you really have to be diligent about letting them know where you're going to be and how you're going to be using your card. So
1: you want to have some cash to begin with, and you want to make sure your cards are going to work. Exactly. However, the ATMs are very available, so it's not like you have to worry about getting more cash.
0: Yep, ATMs are very available. So Did you,
3: anyone else feel like after a while that you weren't like spending real money, yeah. that it was like you were giving them receipts or something? <laughs> it was like I had had that money for a couple of weeks and it just sat on the table waiting for me. So when I got there, it was like I wasn't using real cash. It was just it was already
0: spent basically. Yeah, I
3: had already spent it. No, I didn't
0: I didn't have, I knew I was spending real cash.
3: <laughs> oh, I deducted my mine. mine had already been deducted from my account. So it was like money that was already gone and I had this Money that I had to fold like six times to get in my wallet. Well,
0: let's uh, let's kind of bring this uh, into some some structure. Um, what, <laughs> silly man? And uh, start off by talking about uh, the hotel in London. The Chancery Court is uh, was built in 1919 for an insurance company. Now, I thought for sure the day that I pulled in that it was a, had been an embassy. Because you pull through this beautiful, huge marble archway and portico into this open courtyard. It l- looks like you know it was set up to be secured in the event, like you know, the Germans came back or something.
3: Right. It was very sound of music.
0: Yeah. So uh, I mean, and marble. It was just all was beautiful. Marble. Everything's marble. Yeah. Seven different types of marble make up this hotel, um, and it is a, it's a national landmark uh, in, in Britain.
4: Can I ask you a question real quick? Um, you flew into Heathrow.
0: I flew into Gatwick.
4: Okay. Well you flew in early. Did ABD meet you or did no, that I, I count arranged, because you came in so early? I
0: arranged my own. That was I this. arranged my own, which uh something apparently with European uh town car services for as good as uh for as good as taxi drivers are, not so with, with the town cars. Um, My joke was that uh, our driver went to the Henri Paul School of Driving. Um, When I tell you flying through side streets, and I'm telling you, it had to be 60, 70 miles an hour through side streets. The number of people and the number of cars he narrowly missed, I mean, I, I I I could count on both hands. That's how often it was happening.
3: I just want to jump back. ABD will provide transportation as long as you are under your ABD reservation. Okay, that's what I thought. because If I remember you book it. pre-nights with ABD, transfers are included. If you book pre-nights on your own, transportation okay. is on your own.
0: And this own. is something I have a problem with. If if, if if the price of transportation is built in, it doesn't matter when you arrive.
3: I fought this fight. I I, mm. I agree with you a thousand. We're on their side with this. We yeah, are, but I I'm just telling you at this point this is what the rule is. just so as a learning thing.
4: Your price was the same, right? Even if you didn't use the transportation. Correct. 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 Ooh.
3: Correct. But
0: you know it wasn't an issue. I mean, okay. I think I probably could have gotten ABD to do it for me, but I just wasn't going to push it. I set it up myself. Okay. I just. Um, wanted- and like I said, harrowing experience, and then even leaving Paris, going back to the airport in Paris. It was, that was a oh nightmare. Oh, my God. We that flew was a in, nightmare drive. We Skippy flew into
3: um, Heathrow, and our driver didn't have a handicapped parking pass. We parked, I'm pretty sure we were out by Stonehenge, because we walked for 40 minutes from the airport. To customs, it was uh, we, it, there were six of us who flew in on the same flight. It was a forty-minute walk.
1: I think we're spoiled by Orlando. Orlando has a really great drop-off and pick-up area yeah. where they can come and get you. But um, yeah, I think we'd go back to uh, go back to the hotel.
0: Coming back to the hotel, um, uh, as I said, seven different types of marble, um, old structure, beautiful structure. Um, Something that you realize when you walk into the hotel, that apparently in Europe, in better hotels, they all have their own signature scent. Uh, This signature scent was Lemon Pledge.
3: Actually, the the, the name of it was Pomegranate Breeze. Okay. I asked. I asked. Yeah. pomegranate
0: breeze smelled like, like lemon pledge. Oh, <laughs> I
1: like that. No, it the, was good. I mean, it was, mean, it was nice. It, right, was okay. so mean. Smell, right? it was a clean smell. It was a clean smell. It was very clean. It was very citrusy. I liked that. And
0: I, 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 bring, I bring this up for a reason that will be clear as we move right. through the trail. It, it's
2: a little on the heavy <laughs> side, though. It's not, it's not like you get a little whiff of this. When you walk in, you can't help but move.
3: You know when you walk into the Grand Floridian, it has that smell, floral. Yeah. This was a little
1: stronger than that. But Over- not bad. But it
0: wasn't bad. It wasn't overpowering.
1: I also think it's part of the whole charm of coming back to that hotel. You kind of get enveloped by this beautiful lobby. The smell. And this, and yeah. You're overwhelmed by the smell. And
3: the I flow. never felt like I was in a hotel in no, London. Yeah. It was more like I was in a really nice apartment building. Yeah, There was no, you know, the carts that they move luggage with. None of those were visible. There weren't people. There weren't hotel Staff mingling around. There was a desk over against the corner, but it was very understated and elegant.
0: It was, and it was um, absolutely beautiful. Uh, The rooms that we were in uh, were going for about, in US dollars, about $425 a night. Um, I know that because I paid for it, you know, pre trip. Uh, And the rooms were a nice size. These are actually very large by European standards um, and by British standards. Usually the rooms are very small. Uh, These rooms were a nice size. Uh, The beds were extremely comfortable. I agree. um, And I love the product um, in the bathroom. That was
3: Crabtree and Evelyn.
0: Was it? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I
1: thought that was in Paris.
0: Yeah, Paris was Crabtree oh, and Evelyn. No, I forgot what it was in, in London, but it was really nice. It was really, really clean. Mm-hmm. Really clean, not overly fragranced, so I like that. So I, you know, you I stocked war- up.
2: I was about to say, don't you have. Yeah, I
0: just don't have it in front of me.
2: <laughs>
3: what size? The White Company, it was called. Yes, the White Company. I have some with me. What size would you
4: compare it to at Disney, like the room size?
0: Oh, these were definitely deluxe size. Yeah, probably a little deluxe. larger. Probably poly size. Maybe a little bit larger than poly uh, sized.
4: I think it was kind of
1: like poly size if you add a, a balcony. We had no balconies in our rooms, okay. but I think if you added the balcony to it, I, I thought the room was actually huge. It's, I it's was a, really it's surprised. A, it's a
0: really nice size room, and again, all marble bathrooms. Um, you know, really, uh, really just beautiful. Very, very comfortable.
1: We were so happy with. The size of the room, the location, the bed. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, we're kind of almost looking for what, what could go wrong. Right. It was the so great. only thing I would
3: have a problem right. with. Is the fact that the bathtubs are the bathtubs of death. They,
0: really they death. are kind of tough. <laughs>
3: Why? They're elevated.
0: And you have to st- like step In your, up into them.
3: They're like oh. a foot off the ground. Step up before you step down. So you step... Yes. You First of all, you had to be Olympic and <laughs> throw your leg over the side of the tub and then hurl yourself into the tub. And that was fine once you were inside. Yeah. But then out. getting out...
0: Introduce water into the equation, getting out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And a marble floor. And all of a sudden, now you're an Olympic skater.
0: Yeah.
1: And...
3: <laughs> It was like one of those things that I was so glad that no one was watching me get out of yeah, the bathtub because really. I was like clutching the side of the bathtub and putting one leg out. And then and they had, a, and then they had
1: a shower curtain that didn't quite go all the way. So like, you if open the
3: opening way. was seven feet, the shower curtain was six feet. So, well, yeah, I, I agree. Other so was, than that, right. and that's I, a minor. thing. Right. Like I was so so petty and minor. Everything was so great. Now but it was a common thread through everybody.
0: If, if you are someone who is planning this trip. A um, couple things you should know. Uh, first of all, there is a restaurant in the hotel called The Pearl, which uh, I can't remember the chef's name. He's apparently very famous in in London. He's a TV chef in London. This is his restaurant. Um, and breakfast, a buffet breakfast is served there every morning. It is on the expensive side. You're talking about 30 to $35 US really? for that buffet. Uh, right across the street from the hotel is the most adorable little French restaurant. The French kitchen. That, the it? French kitchen that served an amazing breakfast. Great breakfast.
3: We did have breakfast there the day before we, our trip started. We had, it like we had three or
2: four times. Uh,
0: yeah, we, almost every day. Because the first day I had it at, at, at the Pearl, and I'm like, okay, this really wasn't worth what I'm paying for it. And then we decided to try across the street. Oh, no, 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 the second day we went to uh, Shakespeare's Head around yeah. the corner. Which was like, you know, a pub. A pub. And it was open for breakfast. And it was like, I'm telling you, it was like five pounds for a breakfast. And it was huge. Eggs and beans. And toast. Tomatoes. And, toast. you know, all the stuff. Sausage. Sausage, bacon. Now, okay, bacon. Let me just explain <laughs> bacon to you folks if you're going to Europe.
1: Oh, god. There
0: is, they refer, the bacon that we know and that we eat here in America they refer to it in England as streaky bacon. The streaky? streaky? Streaks, has streaks, streaks of fat, has fat. Streaks of fat. And they call it streaky bacon. The bacon that they are used to is called back bacon. So it's going to have – it's it's not Pretty nearly much- as crispy. It doesn't get crispy like ours does. It's thicker. It's yeah. thicker, and it will tend to be like – have like a, a large top – Kind like, of an oval shape. Yeah, it reminded
3: what? me more of um, Canadian bacon than our bacon. Exactly, it's back bacon. It's
1: back bacon. Like, have
3: you ever had Canadian bacon? Yeah. It was more that. Big it was
1: good. It was good. It's a lot good. it was good. It was good. It was bacon. Before
3: we go good. any further, if you're on this adventure, the breakfast buffet, while it's expensive for someone paying, is included. every oh, morning. that's, that's on correct. There.
0: That's correct. Once the ABD starts, that's the only, that's where you should have breakfast because it's included with your with your package. But the other thing to understand about uh, uh, European buffets in general, and we found this to be true with the Pearl, not so much any any other place. They undercook their scrambled eggs. Oh, Lord. As a matter of fact, the first morning, there was a, a, a British guy next to me, and he opened up what turned out to be <laughs> the scrambled eggs, and I said to him, "What is that?" And he's like, "I'm not sure if it's scrambled eggs or porridge." Because oh, it yeah. just was like water. See, I don't like
1: um,
2: eggs over easy, but scrambled eggs have to be cooked all the
1: way through. There's really? also, also something else they do. They add cream to their eggs. <laughs> that
2: was in France. Like, do they do that in England? Yes, do they do it England in England, too, yes. Did
4: you send the eggs back, Walter? I know um, you were no, doing no, no. that in Barcelona.
2: I made them cook me some.
4: Oh, that's no, what you did they, in Barcelona. They also
0: had, yeah, the Pearl also had an omelet station with a chef cooking omelets. But um, the other thing, too, is, as we mentioned before, literally... 25 feet from the entrance to the hotel is a little mini supermarket. Um, Bottles of water, soda, chips, candy, uh, little Nashi foods, things like that. Pre-made sandwiches. Extremely, very, very less expensive than what you're getting in the hotel. (laughs) A bottle of water in the hotel that was going for eight pounds, we were getting for the equivalent... 89 cents. 89 cents. I see
2: a theme here. Yeah. (laughs) Now... John and I
3: became addicted to something from the little hotel. The little hotel? The little little store. They had potato chips that tasted like ham and cranberry. Me
0: too. Wait a minute. We it like Thanksgiving
4: chips?
0: I looked at it and I was like, okay, ham and cranberry. I'm like, you know what? Let me try it. And I eventually had like my entire head inside the bag, right. like a feeding bag. And
3: then it was like, "John, go get another bag of those." <laughs> so he it, would it go back so then good. and buy two at a time.
4: Did it taste oh. like ham and cranberry? Yes,
0: <laughs> it was it delicious.
3: Did. It's you open the bag and it was Easter dinner.
0: Yeah, huh. it was. It was hysterical. It was delicious.
4: What brand? I I mean, oh, I don't it
0: like know. It was, was
3: some. No, 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 it was not something brand.
0: Here. No, some British brand.
4: But it was.
0: You, can you imagine an American company putting out ham and cranberry potato chips? <laughs> I mean, I just, you'd never see There's it a reason we're
2: fat. Let me just put it this way. It's like, these were good. <laughs> However, <clears throat> there, we need to dispel the myth that uh, British have bad food. Because Pete and I went two weeks. We, we didn't plan food. We would just see something and walk in and get it. Exactly. And we really never had a bad meal. There was,
0: I, I got to tell you, it was hysterical. Um, this one night, we... We're walking around the West End, and right across the street from one of the theaters was this restaurant called Steak and Company.
3: Oh, you took us there. Right. Yes.
0: And, you know, we were starving, you know, because what we were doing is we would walk around and be like, okay, look at, you know, look at the menu of a restaurant. No, nah, I'm not in the mood for that. I'm not in the mood. By the time we got to Steak and Company, we were so hungry. We didn't care anymore. We were just like, let's eat. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be having steak in Britain okay, I'm probably going to get, like, mad cow disease or something else. <laughs> oh, yeah, I and, that. Well, it's been a long time since they've had the problem. but um, I got to tell you, this was absolutely on par with the best steakhouses here in America. And it was real Angus beef from Scotland. Um, it was out of this world, but I love that they served it to you on a piece of, like, granite, hot granite. So when you ordered a medium steak, it actually came out medium-rare, and you could then cook the steak to the
2: temperature you wanted.
4: Oh, that's neat.
2: It was a nice slab or more of granite that was heated. So the steak kept cooking. So you could either you know, turn so it over. So if I over, got
4: my well-done steak, it'd come out. It'd
0: come out medium, and then you could just leave it on there okay, and cook it Okay, but so it you too.
2: wanted uh, well-done pieces. You could cut it and then cook each piece. Well, and
0: what's brilliant about this is that you know it eliminates anybody ever sending back a steak for not being cooked properly,
2: right. unless it's
3: overcooked to begin with. Exactly, and it was it was fun, and it was. And-
0: but you know, we found so many places like that just happening on these places, and the food was tremendous. Whether we were in, a, a, you know, a traditional pub, you know, people were getting a kick out of the post I made from the oh. Slug and Lettuce. Slug and Lettuce. Oh, what slug- was
4: that other one you went to? The super Cock or something like that?
0: No, that- we didn't go there. We just happened to pass by the famous Cock.
4: The famous Cock. Um, okay,
0: but the Slug and Lettuce. Um, you know, I think the reason people have problems with British food is that the names of the restaurants like yeah. put off, Slug and lettuce, Shakespeare's head, Shakespeare's head. Uh, but I got t- things
3: like toad in a hole.
0: Yeah, I, but I have to tell you, even their regular pub food
2: was wonderful. And we were on a Monday, and food is half price on Monday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so we and were. Jeez, you know, what a and, cool idea! And we and, and we, we we measured our expectations when we were going into a pub. I wasn't expecting you know, a fine dining experience. I was expecting bar food, and it was bar food, but it was extremely good bar food. I did
3: not have a bad meal. Nope. I did not have bad food any time during my trip. And for an
0: ABD trip, for an ABD trip to say there was no bad food, these guys really got it right on the London-Paris trip. You eat at some amazing places.
3: And Hmm. even the meals that we had on our own. I did not have a bad meal.
4: Well, I want to know about the atmosphere in the pubs. Was it like dart boards and dark and, you no, know? No. Some of It was, you They're
1: know. not cheers. Well, no, not cheers.
4: <laughs> well, you know. That's they show you on TV. Yeah, you, right. think. you right. open the door and everybody turns to look at you. And, well, no. You're not no. loyal. No. I and
2: mean. some of the pubs, though, they, they don't come and get your order. You have to go to the bar, order your food, then bring it back. Then they'll come back by later if you want drinks you or You also whatever. have to but,
4: understand
3: that I'm sure the places they were going – are in this, they were, You didn't venture much further out than the center of London, did you? You didn't go out into the suburbs or anything. No. So some ex- funky little pub, right, in a village right? They're expecting or tourists. They're expecting the general public. As, a, as if you went further out, you might find one of those local, more traditional. Yeah.
0: And people. also, uh, so you understand that um, tipping uh, in the UK is a little bit different than it is here. Um, a standard tip in the UK is ten percent. Twelve percent, if you're in a hotel, is what mm. is considered customary.
3: They must have loved us. Yeah, we tip like yeah. crazy.
0: Um, so it's it's just not. Oh uh, well, yeah, I, I tipped a cab driver. Uh, I think it was you know ten pounds, and you would have thought I put his kid through college. Um,
2: See, this is good in- inf- information to know because you just automatically tip like you would tip here. Yeah, yep, ten
3: percent
0: is is, is is expected.
3: The only cabs I'm really familiar with are cabs in New York and in New York if you don't give enough they turn around and ask you what the hell's the matter with you and Here they were like, you know, do you want me to help you into the hotel? Do you think
4: they're making more? They don't need, I mean, how does that work? Well, first
3: of all, every cab driver has to go through this special training. They have to go through six years of training. That's how confusing London is. They they call it the knowledge. Before you can drive a cab in London, you have to have the knowledge. And it's a six year training program.
1: It also also includes a certain level of customer service training, too. They can't be nasty New York cab drivers. We
3: had a cab driver show us, they said, you could, there's a cab driver in training. They have a bike with a map on it, and they are required to drive on a bike every street in London.
0: Wow.
4: Mayor should do this, huh? Yeah. Yeah, really.
0: <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk about the first day. Of- Can we
1: talk about our pre-adventure day? Sure. Because we arrived a day early. Um, we, had a, we had a crazy ride from the airport, just like you guys. They put six of us in a minivan
3: with six people's luggage to say that it was tight and uncomfortable was an understatement. However, we made it unscathed, right? We had purchased tickets to something called the Royal day out Um, Buckingham palace is not open to the general public all the time during uh, August and September.
0: When she's not there,
3: when she's not there, the, the public queen. rooms are open. So we brought what the royal day out, and I guess there were probably sixteen of us that had done this as a group. Now I have to tell you, we had done some research, and one of the exhibits that was going on was the Queen's Fabergé egg or Fabergé collection. When we, the Queen's helped, eggs. we had a chat every <laughs> Thursday night, and this became, well, we're, how many people are going to go see the Queen's eggs? And you know how chat can go, and when six when there's a group of people diz, dizzers together, it gets a little nuts. This became known as the trip to see the eggs. We're going to go see the queen's eggs. Do you think the queen's eggs are old? Are the queen's yeah. eggs all dried out? I mean, this mm-hmm. became this went on and on. All the jokes you can how possibly often do they write. Dust their eggs, yeah. right? Who dusts the queen's eggs? So we went in, and the the royal day out is, um, you get to see the queen's gallery, and then. As someone pointed out eloquently, this is the crap she doesn't want in the house.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the other thing is, you look at case after case of these blue Sevres vases, and Matt from Australia point that eloquently noted, has anyone
1: ever seen Hoarders? <laughs> <laughs> the queen is a hoarder. <laughs> you can throw away the vase. You have 16 of them. No, it's my favorite vase. So we went to see the art gallery.
3: And then we went to see the Royal Muse, which is a really fancy word for the Royal Garage. And she has a special coach for everything. And they're all gold and have wooden wheels, but you get to see the Queen's cars. So she and takes the Publix. You can, right. <laughs> <laughs> really? Where she takes to pret for you know, her I was just coffee. To say, when she goes to
0: her, Pret-a-Manger to get her coffee.
3: And her ham and cranberry potato chips. Um and you get to see the, the the stables, and the stables are beautiful. They're Martha Stewart stables. They're just absolutely gorgeous, and, and the these, horses are gorgeous. You know,
1: these are the coronation carriages. Right. And these the are coach wedding. she was coronated in. So, it, but it's the royal
3: garage. <laughs> then you're escort. You you get in line, and you go into the
1: staterooms.
3: And I don't know what I was expecting. First of all, apparently the queen is pretty tight. It was hot in Buckingham Palace. Turn the air on. It was hot.
0: Well, and it's hot everywhere in Europe. Right. It is. They don't they believe don't, in air conditioning. Not
3: inside This don't. is one of the richest women in the world. Turn the fan on. So, and inside the castle, we got to see, or Buckingham Palace, uh, Kate's dress was on display. It was like. The standby okay. line, it's Okay. to see the dress. now, luckily, The new one who just met yeah. right. him. We were all tall enough that we could see over the line. And it's, it's, it's a very pretty white wedding dress. Hoo-ha. Then you get to see the gloves and you get to see the shoes and you get to see the cake. And it's like, this is all great. So we kept going. Well, then they'd start taking into the Elton John Gianni Versace rooms. Everything is gold. The furniture in each successive room is a different color of satin. But it's room after room of gold gilt clocks, and this is where the queen meets the people from India, and this is where she meets the people from South America, and this is where she listens to music, and this is where she clips her toenails. <laughs> and it's one room after another of gold gilt. The only difference is the ceiling is a different color, and the furniture is a different color. So it's the blue room, and the green room, and the red room, and the silver room. Well, uh, after about 10 rooms. When I get on to be how it started out, though. When we first got there, there was quite a bit of stairs. Oh, that's right. Okay. Again, I'm having knee problems. This will be a recurring thing throughout this. I had knee problems. I have knee problems. And I said to them, when you first enter, there's this huge staircase with no hand railing. And I said to them, is there an elevator? Because if there's a hand railing, I can do this. But if there's not a hand railing, I'm going to be in trouble. So they said to us, well, and they put little yellow stickers on John, Matt, and I. And all that meant was when we got to a place where there was a hand railing, one of the wardens – And there were stairs. Secu- or, right. If we got to a place with a, a staircase, one of the wardens, security guards, guides kind of thing, would say to us, here's an elevator. And this was their way of identifying that we needed <laughs> to use a lift. So we w- got going through. And all of a sudden, I looked at John about halfway into the palace. And he looked at me and he said – are we doing this because I made you go see Cowboys and Aliens? <laughs> and I said, are you not having a good time? Now, I'm thinking, I'm hot, and this is I'm, I'm over this. I don't want to look at any more gold sofas. And Matt and John both looked at us and said, can we go? So I said to one of the security guards, the wardens, can we leave? Well, <laughs> what do you mean, can you leave? I said, we just want to go. We just want to stop. We want to go. Do you want to come back? No. No, no, no. We just want to go. Do you have to go to the restroom? I thought, that's an odd question. No. Well, apparently each security guard could o- only had a certain jurisdiction. So they could take you to the next door where they handed you off to another security guard. Oh, jeez. And that security guard said, you just want to leave? Yes. Do you have to use the restroom? No. <laughs> Keep going. Well, the way the line wended through the palace, we ran into one of our fellow travelers toby and toby zeroed in on our little yellow dots and started (laughs) with the questions what are those how did you get those where did you get those what do those mean did does that mean you're special why don't i have one of those and she had like 60 questions inside of a minute and without thinking matt says we were chosen at random to get to hold the queen's eggs
1: (laughs) (laughs) and as that
3: and as they said as he said that and it started to process in Toby's mind that a security guard said, Come with us, and they took us behind this tapestry into an elevator area. We could hear Toby screaming at the security guard, Why do they get the hold to hold the Queen's eggs? I want to watch them hold the Queen's eggs. I don't think it's fair that they get the hold to hold the Queen's eggs <laughs> oh and I can't watch God. Now, no one in Buckingham Palace is referring to the Fabergé, the family Fabergé as exhibit, the as eggs. the Queen's eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that the security guards had a straitjacket behind one of those velvet <laughs> sofas for Toby. So, we were in the elevator with tears streaming down our face because we're certain that everybody on this floor now knows that we refer to this as the Queen's Eggs. <coughs> so, again, guard after guard after guard, and literally every single guard said to us, do you have to use the restroom? No. So, we finally get to what I... Th- now, all we were looking to do was go back to where we had entered the palace because yeah. we figured that's where the rest of our group would eventually show up. Well, at the end of the tour... <laughs> From what I gather, there's a three-mile hike through the Royal Gardens, and they put you out on the other side of Buckingham Palace. So we get to the bottom floor, and this woman says to us, Now, I have some bad news for you. And We said, Okay. She said, I have to take you out through the main entrance. I thought, Great, that's where we want to go, the entrance that we came in at. Just take us back there. She says, No, you're going to use the entrance that the Queen uses. Bummer. So Matt and I, Matt and John and I, walk down this imperial stairway that was all carpeted with red and went out the front door of Buckingham Palace into this huge, vast courtyard. Now, have you ever seen the pictures of Buckingham Palace where the tourists are clutching that black wrought iron fence watching the changing Mm -hmm. of the guard? It's where all the flowers for Diana were laid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there's that archway in the palace behind there. We're in that courtyard. So this lady pulls up in a golf cart and she said, I'm going to have to take you out through the front gate. All right. We still didn't know it. We came down the Queen's staircase. They put us in a golf cart, and they drove us out the front door of Buckingham Palace and all along that gate, all along that black, wrought iron fence, where every tourist in London was taking our picture. And you could hear people saying, who are they? Do we know them? Take their picture. Why are
4: they wearing yellow stickers? (laughs)
3: So there's three chubby guys in golf cart, and I'm pretty sure everybody along that fence took our picture, and they took us to that ceremonial black and gold gate and let us out. We get to go out the front gate of
1: Buckingham Palace. Wow. wow. That was That was our adventure. This was to
0: become a recurring theme on this trip, though.
1: So this was our pre-day. That night was our welcome reception.
0: That's correct. And for those of you who have done an Adventures by Disney welcome reception, you know that it can vary in terms of the quality of the food and i usually find that the welcome reception kind of sets the tone for the rest of the trip food wise and that was certainly true of this because it was superb they went all out it was amazing the amount of food uh the little Fish and Chips booth they had set up
3: It was a tribute to
0: English food It was, and it was Unbelievable.
3: And each table had a different Centerpiece. We had The
4: clock
3: clock tower um, The tower Big Ben, it's not Big Big Ben Ben, Okay, we'll get to that. I understand it's not Big Ben Don't write me letters (laughs) <laughs> Big Ben was in the middle of our table, and uh, the British flag, and a double-decker bus. But each table was different. I thought it was spectacular. It was,
0: it was so well done. It was so well done. And apparently, you know, they're telling us this was the normal welcome dinner for this trip, which I'm going to have to take them at their word on that. Um, because it was, it was tremendous. The food was really it good. It was tremendous. We had a great time. A bunch of us went and hung out in the bar uh, <laughs> afterwards. And then uh, we got to our first full day.
1: Can I also say, too, because of the makeup of the, the people who were on this trip, a lot of it was kind of like seeing old friends. It was seeing old
0: friends. Yeah, for us, yeah.
1: Because so many had traveled with us before. And for some of them. Right.
3: Some right. of them haven't seen each other since their last ABD trip. You mm-hmm. know, they post on the boards and talk that way. But this was – and the folks that were not old friends were old friends by the end of dinner. Right. right. So it was so just great.
0: our first full day – um, was one of the best days of the trip for me. Um, we started out um, where the heck did we start out?
3: It
2: was a Sound great like the day. It first <laughs> first <day> was, <laughs> was, like was a sightseeing we had a double-decker bus. Double right, double decker bus. exactly. But yeah. it wasn't
0: just any double-decker right. bus. This was an antique from the 1950s. Um, this old double-decker bus.
3: I actually have a story about this because I spent more time on the bus than the rest of you. Right. One of the things they did was they were going. They took us back. They took us on a sightseeing tour through London. And if you picture the sightseeing buses from the fifties and sixties, that's what we were on. However, this would had this was a Disney bus. It looked like it had been restored for Disney World. It was in perfect. It was. And they drove us all around London. And then one of the things was they stopped and they were taking everybody back. To Buckingham Palace to have a picture taken. Well, I decided I was going to stay on the bus. Well, the bus driver couldn't park there. And this was the kind of bus that no matter where we went, people took pictures in front of this bus. Hmm. People took pictures of this bus. It was an anomaly. You think about an classic a London icon. Right, exactly.
0: It, exactly. Was, right.
3: it, was, it, it stood out. So I got to, the bus driver parked in a, off the out of the way spot, and he and I talked. And this was his pride and joy. He had bought it at an auction from a company, mm. and restored it all. Every year, when the season ends, he said it gets to be winter. He takes the bus off the road, and over the course of the winter, restores stuff. All of the floors that you were walking on were brand new that year. I mean, they were trimmed in wood. This thing was yeah, beautiful. he was it was
0: absolutely beautiful.
3: Um, I we got to talk about the riots. And he said that we were getting a really misguided report in the United States. We assumed that all of London was burning. And come to find out, (laughs) London, the center of London was unaffected. This was out in the um, suburbs of London. And it it was fascinating. We then went back and picked up the rest of the group. This bus was this man's pride and joy. And when he was done with us, he had been hired out for a private wedding. Party. There was going to be a wedding
0: on the bus. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, was, it was. really cool. And um, we get onto the bus, and it takes us to our first stop of the day, which was to be Westminster Abbey. Yes. And uh, you know, we've all heard of Westminster Abbey. We've all seen it. It's where Diana's funeral was. It's where Diana's wedding was. No, I mean, it no, that's, right. Wasn't that's right.
3: Diana she, got married in St. Paul's. In St. Paul's, we saw St. Paul's. But yeah. but, K- but Kate and William, Kate and just William got married, got married
0: in- at Westminster Abbey, and. Uh, This is also where we got to meet. I know we had two. uh, ABD does, uh, in addition to the two guides that are working for Disney, um, every location also has what's called a step-on guide or a local guide. And this is where we got to meet our guides for that day. Now, I can't remember the other lady's name, but I remember Stephen. Stephen was the guide that was with our group. They broke us up into two groups.
3: She only spent that day with us. I think we remember Stephen's name because Stephen stayed with us. Well, Stephen was a-
0: also extraordinary So was she yeah. But
3: she's, oh, she was only with us for Westminster Abbey And
1: part of the.
0: And uh, these guides are what are known as blue badges um, These guys I'm
1: Sorry, Sarah was her name Sarah, Sarah.
0: Okay <laughs> And these blue badges These blue badge guides Have to go through Amazing amounts of training Amazing amounts of training
2: It's almost like a college degree
0: Yeah in order to do this, they're considered if you got to have a blue badge guide, you've got a great guide. Stephen was without question a great guide. His knowledge of every square inch of every place we visited was impeccable.
3: He and it was, wasn't just dry facts. Stephen made history come alive.
0: Stephen yeah, yes. Stephen told stories.
3: That's he, a good guy. You and, could hear the people talking, you could hear the conversations, you could feel the emotion behind what he was saying. He was wonderful. Steven should
0: have his own television show. (laughs) He just, the way, the passion with which he would tell these stories. I mean, it was amazing.
2: He was taking us around, and by the time he got done, there was like this big circle around him, because everyone would stop to listen to him talk, because he was just... (laughs) And this is
0: why why when people say that, oh, you know, I can recreate the itinerary of an Adventures by Disney trip, you can recreate the locations that you go to. You can go to those locations in that order. Um, But putting together all these elements... I'm sorry you couldn't do it, and if you did, you might as well just pay Adventures by Disney for it because it's going to pretty much cost you the same amount of money.
3: I don't want to. I don't want to belittle Sarah. She was as. Yeah, I did an
0: experience her, so
3: was she? Right. Also, she was. Again, you could hear the history of it. You, she would, she would stop at something, and you would think, "Okay, everybody, take a picture, click, click, click." But then she would tell you the story behind it so that you got a full understanding of why this was important as opposed to just being told this is important, look at it.
0: Right.
1: Also, going back to the idea that people can put this itinerary to themselves, you got to Westminster Abbey, and there was this giant line. Right, that getting, we walked right past. Right, that we got to walk right past and go inside and have our own private tours.
0: And, again, the, the amount of history in Westminster Abbey, I don't even try to cover it. It was amazing. Um
1: we got to see, not to, I know you don't want to do it, but we got to see the throne where they're all. The throne of England. The throne of England where everyone is coronated.
4: How was your time limit in there? I know it we, we, we were good. Drives. No, no, no. We
0: were there for a no. good amount of time. We good had,
1: amount of time. We actually had time afterwards on our own. We went and got like a coffee. There's a little coffee area. I never felt rushed on this trip. No, no never once. Trip. No, never once. No. Really? Never
0: once. no. Well, got to remember, we were doing no, excursions know. on a ship. I it's know. a lot different than when you're <laughs> yeah. doing the landings. I was land so shocked.
3: Dust. I didn't realize this. How many people are interred? Inside Westminster Abbey: oh yeah, there's a Brilliant. lot of graves yep. people in, are buried in the yeah. abbey
0: Queen, the original you know Queen Mary the I,
3: Queen the Elizabeth I yeah. the last person interred in I only know this because at one point I stopped and sat down and I heard 11 tours tell me the same exact thing. the last person interred in Westminster Abbey was Sir Lawrence Olivier in
2: 1989. So this
3: is a
1: fantastic
3: piece of history. I mean, grave. amazing,
2: Sir Isaac Newton. I mean, it's just it is amazing. Yeah, you Charles to...
3: Darwin. We stood on Charles Darwin's grave, and you think to yourself, "Well, that's not cool." You can't help it. Charles Darwin's buried in the middle of the hallway,
0: and they tell you that it's okay to it's okay walk. To... The yeah. only place, the only thing you cannot walk on, is the, the tomb of the, of the unknowns, unknowns. Right. Um, and that you're not allowed to walk on. But everything else is a fair game, pretty much, yeah. um, from Westminster Abbey. Um, we went over to Buckingham Palace.
1: Did we do St. Paul's first? No,
0: St. Paul's was in, uh, the, the oh, next go ahead. day. Go ahead, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we went over to Buckingham Palace. Now, some of us, if if we wanted to, we could walk it with one of the guides, or people could take a bus. Uh, Walter and I chose to go with the group that was walking. So we got this great walking tour of London. We got to see, um, you know, uh, all these different buildings, and you know. Is the history is just ridiculous. Um, we get to see where uh, uh, Prince Harry's uh, regiment is stationed on um, uh, uh, the horses. Uh, the you know the the guards on the horses, and you know, we're getting our pictures taken next to him. The horses are like nipping at people. It was really cool. Um, through Saint James uh, gar- uh, Saint James Park, I guess it was, um, that led up to Buckingham Palace and. You know, getting to see the palace was really cool. and um,
1: You never got to see the changing of the guard. Well, it just never worked out. Yeah,
0: yet. well, normally, yeah, normally, uh, yeah, unfortunately, but that was to be the next day um, that we were supposed to see the changing of the guard, and uh, it didn't work out because there were some things going on in London, and they canceled it, but... Um, from Buckingham
3: Palace. There was a bicycle race Right. or a bicycle ride through London. However, when I tell you it disrupted literally everything, it disrupted everything in London. Yeah. It uh, seemed like there was hundreds of thousands of
2: bikers.
0: Right, and that was the next day, so we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I want to kind of follow a path with this. Um, from Buckingham Palace, we got back uh, on our bus and we went to... Harrods, Harrods of London, the the famous, the world famous department store, that was once owned by Dodi Fayed, who was uh,
3: uh, doesn't his father still own it?
0: No, he sold it. It's been sold. Um, and it was uh, uh, what the heck it's, was the kid's name? Uh,
3: Dodi Al Fayed was the kid. He was the one. Oh, Mohamed Fayed. It was oh, Muhammad, Muhammad Al Fayed. Was the, was name was the father. Sorry,
0: got it. Um, and uh, we got to eat.
3: In the Georgian room.
0: In the Georgian room, which is at the very top of, of Harrods. Very elegant. You come out of the elevator and it's like, oh my gosh, this really is an nice. incredibly elegant space. And what had to be the single best buffet I have ever, ever, ever experienced in my life.
3: It's a cross between the buffet at Texas de Brazil and brunch at Palo. Only stepped up a notch. Oh
0: yeah, Correct. I mean we're talking about more food than any human being could ever eat.
3: It was fifty six pounds a person,
0: and worth and it's a bargain at twice the price.
3: I think I, I think
1: it was lunch. more than fifty six pounds. <laughs> yeah.
3: We actually stopped and found, We tried to find out if you wanted to walk in and have this, but that didn't include your drinks. Right. Ours included anything we wanted to drink: diets, um, soft drinks, water. I think it even included wine. It right? Included
2: wine. It did. It did Most but of our meals did
4: Now any of these places Was there like a dress code?
0: No No no. So it's just no.
4: like typical tourist
0: Basically yeah
1: Yeah, yeah none this of us is, were This is a very touristy thing um, When we went to uh, Italy One of the things they tell you is When you go into the Duomos You don't And the cathedrals you don't want to, you want to wear long pants and you want to cover your shoulders. I didn't find that at all in any place we went to. No. Yeah,
3: before we Paris. go any further, I had done some research and if you go online, they're going to scare the daylights out of you. You shouldn't wear white sneakers, you'll be branded a tourist. You shouldn't wear shorts, you're going to look like a tourist. You shouldn't do this, you're going to look like a tourist. We were following a man with a white sign that said Adventures by Disney. I'm pretty sure
0: yeah, the cat was out of the bag on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, no, And I wore white sneakers all through London. You're, and also, you're also in the heavily, most heavily touristed areas of the world. Everybody yeah. was a tourist, so everything, right. no dress codes at all. And people on our group were respectable. Nobody was yeah, nobody looked. Yeah, nobody looked bad. Anything bad. bad.
0: Um, lunch was absolutely amazing. It was absolutely phenomenal. Of
2: course, they had the gigantic prawns. mm Um, But all the shrimp had their heads on So you had to pull the head off But they were huge And they were the best shrimp I ever had I'm not a big dessert person So when they went back for dessert I went and got more shrimp That's what I usually do It was (laughs) awesome Every
3: uh, every kind of meat and fowl you could imagine on a carving station Lamb and pork and beef and turkey And um, what am I missing I don't know lots of stuff. There was a bu- I Yeah, it was it
0: was a huge it was a huge buffet. It was absolutely delicious. And afterwards um uh, the uh the guides if you wanted, you could go with the guides back to the hotel or they would give you uh you know passes for the subway or you could just, you know, choose to stay at 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 Harrods and do some shopping.
3: You had the afternoon to yourself. We had another event that evening, but the afternoon was yours to do with as you pleased.
0: So yeah, we had this amazing lunch at Harrod's, and uh, you know, uh, it occurs to me we haven't even mentioned the name of our guides yet. We had two amazing guides. We've
1: had two meals already, and we still haven't <laughs> talked about. Them. Yeah, really,
0: uh, Landon and Adam. Um, well, uh, Landon was the guide I had in um, Alaska. In Alaska, he was great, and he was wonderful there, and he was wonderful here. And Adam was Adam was adorable.
3: They were very, very different, but very complementary. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And Adam was just, I mean, everybody was just kind of swilling. He looked
3: like a young Colin first to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was tall and the blonde hair and had very rugged, good looks. He's and- a
2: handsome man.
3: The other thing was he spent some time getting to know each other personally and relating on a personal level. Yeah, he did. It was, it was very nice. I've not had a guide do that. The guides have been great, but it hasn't been... There hasn't been a personal interaction where you learn something
1: about your guide. We're going to go a little bit. There's another story that comes up where we talk about this more. But one of the things he kept asking people was, "Well, how do you know about this? How did you know about this group? How, how did you come about to book this trip?" Because they knew that you know we're Dreams Unlimited Travel and we're booking this as a group, and you know we're all traveling together. But it wasn't until a little bit later in the trip that the whole Diz Diz unplugged. Well, and if, if, I, if
0: I if I if I have any complaint. That's one of them.
1: Why didn't they know that first?
0: Why aren't, when we do these exclusive trips, why aren't these guides, why isn't this explained to these guides who these people are?
3: They, we, they were told, Adam told me, we were told you were VIPs, but we didn't know anything about didn't you. Didn't
0: tell, didn't say anything else, which, you know, they really should for these, for the exclusive trips. Right. Um, they really should know, these guides should know coming in who this group is. Give them a chance to go on the boards a little bit mm-hmm. and, and, re, and kind of get a feel for everyone. We actually
3: have a very funny story about how they did learn that. It's coming up in, when we talk about tomorrow,
1: the next okay. day.
0: So after lunch at Harrods, uh, we had the opportunity to uh, uh, go shopping at Harrods if we wanted to. It Before was.
3: you leave lunch, John came up with the idea because we had a certain amount of time prior to our next event that evening. John came up with the idea that um, maybe we should.
0: Oh, that's such a good sound.
3: It is is a
0: good sound. (laughs) It's such a good sound.
3: You got to leave that in so the folks can.
4: I want
0: people to hear that because, you know, really uh, a week ago, we thought we'd never hear it again. Before we left lunch. Oh, got Teresa crying. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa has to leave the room. She needs a moment. Take a moment.
2: Well, let's wait for them to get back The podcast, Max Scott
0: Yep What's the matter, baby? That's a good boy
1: What a good boy
0: That's a good boy Come here by daddy Come here by daddy
1: Here I come
0: Come here, sweetheart There's my boy That tail is wagging Teresa's crying Good times (laughs) Yeah, good boy (laughs) I just he's so thin. He's
1: so thin.
2: He's, yeah, he ate much better. The, the donuts really helped.
0: Okay, so. that's good. Yeah, we're feeding him donuts. Because um, right now it's anything. Anything I can get into him because he won't eat anything. Poor dog hasn't had a decent meal in, like, what was, what was I just saying, 12, 12 days. days yeah.
3: And here we're talking about 60-pound 60 60 lunches. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so.
3: Before we left lunch, John came up with the idea that we didn't see another block of time where we could all do it together. John suggested that we all spend a couple of hours doing what we wanted to, but before the end of our free time, that we meet at the London Eye
2: as a group. At 4 o'clock. At Which four was o'clock. good, because if you didn't suggest that, I don't, I'm sure we would not have done it.
1: Also, too, um, we were given tickets to ride the London Eye.
2: And this is something that I want to point
0: out and, and just give huge kudos to Disney. Um, their managers, namely Fred, uh, Fred, who was on the trip with us, actually, Um they were paying attention to what was being written on the boards and what people were trying to plan. So they put in this lunch at Harrods for us because people were planning to go to Harrods and what they were trying to do was make it so that people could get to experience what they wanted in their free time. Um, so they they kind of adjusted some of the things so that we got oh, to nice. have these experiences. So we um, Harrods is not a normal part of the trip. It may be now, I don't know. But uh, as of... You know, this point, uh, Harrods had not been a normal part of the trip. They added that in for us. Um, and they also had okay. seen a lot of people saying they wanted to experience the London Eye. So Disney did provide tickets for anybody who wanted to do it. Um, they got tickets for everyone. And because we had a big crowd, I mean, we had.
3: 22. Of the 28 people, three people were missing. And the only reason those three people were missing, 25 of us went. The three people that were missing had purchased tickets for the time we were going to the Eye. Heather, Christy, and Lori Wagner had tickets to see Buckingham Palace at that time. Right. Mm. That's why they weren't with us.
0: And uh, we got to the London Eye at 4 o'clock. Well, before you leave Harrods. Well, yeah, let's go to Harrods. Let's go back to Harrods.
3: Harrods is the most confusing place I've ever seen. I've never ridden so many escalators in such a short time in my entire life.
2: But imagine trying to make a Macy's into a tourist attraction because there was just tons and tons and tons of tourists. You couldn't
3: Well, the-
0: it was so packed it was absolutely unnavigable. Un- I mean, mm. it was just so There's uncomfortable. A monument
3: to Dodian um, Lady Diana, or Princess Diana. Mm. And then they refer have, to that,
0: you refer to that as the Doting diana Memorial Escalator. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they have what they call the Egyptian Escalator. No, that's pretty wild. And yeah. it's all Egyptian-themed, because you know they had those in Egypt um, <laughs> during Each the time Egypt, of the yes. pharaohs. And while I didn't realize that often when you were riding the escalators, and you ride the escalators a lot, because you're never on the floor where... The restrooms are. You have to take 11 escalators, some
1: of them down and some of them up, to find the bathrooms. Yeah, some I, floors you couldn't get to. You had to, like, ride down a floor, walk out through Men's Shoes, and then go up another escalator. It was very escalator. confusing.
0: It was very <laughs> It was confusing. Confusing. I didn't
3: realize that some of the singing in the escalator, the Egyptian escalator bay, was live.
0: Yeah, over- opera. Over-
3: overlooking... The escalators are balconies. And some of them had, you know, mannequins with clothes on them. I didn't realize that there was a woman singing. And my eyesight isn't that good, and I kind of watch those escalator steps so I don't go face-first into the ground. And I was holding on for dear life. Also at Harrods, someone has come up with the brilliant idea to stop strollers from getting on the escalator. They've put a safety cone In the middle of a bar. It's a bar. It's a permanent
2: stanchion. Right when you try to get on.
3: On and off. So when you you have to go around the bar. So there's a couple of where the men might right. Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking of that. (laughs) Right, where where it would hurt the most Mm. is where it would hit. So I was kind of paying attention so that I didn't get hit where it would hurt the most and not fall. And the woman stopped singing, and as I was getting off the escalator, the woman at the end, standing there watching, applauded. And I apparently didn't applaud fast enough. I had no intention of applauding. I thought it was recording. And she said to me in this very crisp British accent, you're a barbarian. Well, really? I laughed Jeez. all the way up the next escalator. <laughs> and then got to the top of the escalator and kept screaming at people, I was just called a barbarian.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the experience of actually shopping in Harrods, not so great um found it like I said very crowded uh it was it was a then again it was a Saturday I believe it was um, like
3: supermarket sweepstakes and
0: it was it was it was pretty crazy so from there we went over to the London Eye and as we mentioned there were 25 of us uh there for that and uh, uh it was uh you know I had I had made a big deal that I was not going to do the London Eye but I have been trying to Step out. I think I did quite well. You did, well. I think a bunch
3: of us did. A bunch um, of us got on as it was definitely peer pressure and a group mentality yeah. on there. Now, you have to understand that this is not like a regular Ferris wheel. I was trying to explain it to Risa. We were in a glass-enclosed capsule easily as big as this room.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Twenty-five of us sit, fit in there fit comfortably,
0: comfortably, and, and there I, a I bench mean,
1: bench in the middle that you could sit on. That sat maybe what ten? No, it people? didn't
0: swing.
3: It didn't move. It no. doesn't
1: move. It, you're in. It, it you're, keeps you stable. There's no perceptible movement. No, no.
3: Unless you find a place on the horizon line, and watch that, so that it, you can see that there's a little movement. It takes forty-five minutes to do one rotation. Yeah. So that's okay. how slow it's.
0: moving. It moves slow,
3: and it doesn't stop. It's moving so slow that people bored. And disembark without it ever stopping.
0: Correct. Unless you've got someone who's handicapped, and then they do stop it for
4: them. Now, did you... Stand by the windows, or did you sit on the bench? He did both.
0: Um, I I did both. When it got up to like the top, I was on the bench. That was that okay. bothered me somewhat. But
4: at one point,
2: people were standing in front of you and, and uh, some woman that was. I actually have time. a picture of you standing by the window. Yeah,
4: I mean so,
1: Denise Kayes had a. Bit wait, of a so
4: it's point. when you're getting so off? Is kid. it like getting off the people mover and it's still moving? No, or? It's, it,
1: it, you're
3: you're thinking much
4: too fast. It's
3: barely moving. So, so like yeah. you
4: get to the bottom, door. the door opens. Yes.
3: 25 to, people got off, 25 people loaded before it started back up again.
0: Yeah. So without stopping. Wow. It moves very slow. Now, how was the, the wait to get on? Well, that was the thing, well. is that the tickets that Disney bought us were just general admission tickets. Um, and the line was uh, at least an hour long.
2: It was the same. We didn't think in, about that.
0: And we were, um, you know, we were realizing that if we waited on this line, we were probably not going to make
2: our um, next event. Our
0: next event. So John, the genius, um, picked up everybody's tickets, went up to the ticket booth, and got them all upgraded to passes that would
2: bypass their pass fast passes, basically like a fast
3: pass again on the on the ride. What was it? Nine euros each. Yeah, it was something. Oh, that's like not that. bad. No, it was no, nine pounds. pounds. Nine pounds. I'm sorry, nine pounds. Excuse me.
0: Um, so we got pretty pounds. much just walked right on and had the experience, and, you know, it was awesome. It was really cool, worth doing. They were very nice. They
2: had our whole little group on, so they kept Mm -hmm. us together, which we wanted to do.
3: And I have to say that I think there was a bunch of people in that capsule that were very proud of themselves. I was proud of them for
1: doing it. Yep. It was really cool. And it was just because it was such a long ride, you got a chance to talk and look and point. And what's that over there? And what's that over here? It's not like it went by like that.
0: And the view of Parliament and Westminster mm-hmm. Abbey from this thing w- and Big Ben was just incredible.
4: So this is something you would definitely <gasps> recommend people. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely, I would recommend. It was
2: one thing I was looking forward to the most. So I'm really mm-hmm. glad it worked out that we got to. I do heard it. the
1: guide say we're definitely going to try to try to make sure we work this in as a group activity because everybody said what a great time.
3: It would have been good on our own. It would have been interesting to see, but I would have been riding with strangers. Right. And I was a bench sitter. I didn't like the idea of standing up because in my head it was moving much faster. Once I sat down, I realized it was fine. Right. But I, it was much better being in our group. It was. It also took your mind off it because there were people to talk to who were just as nervous as you.
4: Now, did they tell you like what you were looking at or no,
1: no. Did you well, in had then? to know what you, you, actually, you actually could purchase this panoramic guide I got that for everybody it was one pound uh, and you could open it up and you could see what you were going to see yeah.
3: and it was it a was, circle I wish we had the opportunity to go back and do it at night
0: it yeah. was. Oh, well, that would have been awesome! It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic.
3: I want to go back to Herods just a second. If you're going to Herods um, and you make a purchase, I was offered the opportunity to have it charged to my credit card in pounds or in American dollars. And you
0: find that you find that in a lot of places actually. Did um, you? Yeah, they, mm-hmm. that they will offer you the option of having it charged in either pounds or.
3: I thought that was US a nice dollars. thing.
0: It is. It is. I found that all over Europe actually. Um, we had that experience in, in quite a few places.
3: Now, you also pay, you know, when you shop, you pay a very high tax.
0: A VAT. It's a value added tax. It's 20%. And on certain purchases, uh, you, you will get a special receipt where you can get that money back at the airport before you leave.
3: When we left, the day we left, the VAT line was six and a half hours long.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you, but you can mail it in. You can mail it in. Oh, can just, you? Yeah. Yeah, the, those, those envelopes they put it in are actual envelopes you can mail them in.
3: Oh, well, okay. Well, I'm going to have to get mine out of my garbage.
0: So, um, later on that night, uh, we had time to get back to the hotel room, take a shower, change, and then we went to go see The Lion King on uh, on the West End in the West End. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, the show itself. I found disappointing. Oh, now, i had so seen glad it. you said that. I had seen it on Broadway years ago, right <laughs> so after it, it first opened. Right after it first opened. Um, and it was spectacular. This was, at best... A community theater performance
2: Mm. I had never seen it before So I mean I did enjoy it Um,
0: The the little kid playing Simba Simply couldn't sing And it was so bad His singing singing was so bad That in the playbill they were advertising for his replacement. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, That's that. That's so I mean, uh-huh. really, really bad. Um, you know, the, the you know the guy who played Scar, I thought was not that good.
1: I thought Scar was okay. I thought he was good. No, I thought, I thought the old, was I, thought good. Was
0: good. I thought Rafiki was good. I thought older Simba was good. I, I thought he had a great you know, the, the, you know once Simba grows up. Yeah. I thought he had a great voice. Oh yeah. But he sounded like Al Juru. So, really? I thought so. <laughs> that. um, That's a
1: weird reference. I was just <laughs> say, there's wow. There's There's
0: that saddle left field. You got a you got hundred people Googling Al Jarreau right
2: now. I know who it is.
0: Um,
3: now, I have a story about the Lion King also. Yeah, Sorry. go ahead. I had said to our guides oh. earlier in the day, I said, listen, I've been to Broadway theaters, and Broadway theaters were built around the turn of the century most of them and apparently people had skinnier butts around the turn of the century and I find most Broadway theater seats really uncomfortable so I said if this is an old Victorian theater I'm pretty sure the seats are going to be really small could you find out for me and if that's the case John and I are going to skip the performance and we're going to go have dinner or something and we'll meet you afterwards so our guides came back later on and they said yes These seats are particularly small, so we've done something for you. We found out that they have box seats, and not only were they small, but they were close together as far as leg room. So they had the box seats available See, box I, I
0: just I said interrupt I got to tell you I I found them to be, I found them comfortable I really did they were and wider than I thought having been we were at a show uh, at the Neil Simon theater a couple months ago and those seats were far smaller and far more uncomfortable I I I, I was worried
3: well I didn't want anybody to I didn't want to inconvenience right, anybody I else you. I didn't want to lean into somebody else's seat I didn't I wanted people to be comfortable. And John and I have seen The Lion King a couple of times. Had we missed this performance, especially after seeing the performance, mm. it wouldn't have been a big deal. So they said, listen, we've got these box seats. And they're like, the seats we're sitting on now, just kind of like banquet chairs that you can move around. Well, what was funny was, twenty uh, Matt sat with us. Matt's very tall also. Twenty-five people <laughs> went in and sat in the orchestra section. They call it the stalls in London. And they took us to our box seat. Now, you would think it would be just an uphill staircase. We went up a staircase. Then we went down three sets of staircase into the basement. Then we came up two more staircases, went down a staircase, and then went to the box. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you there were seven staircases and we were in the basement. This theater was built in 1725... It's the Lyceum Theater in West End. So we sat in the box, and well, now everyone else was seated, and we got to these seats literally just before the curtain went up. So three very tall gentlemen walked into this box, and our group saw us from the orchestra, and 25 people applauded for the three of us (laughs) goofs up in the box. Well, apparently, this alerted everybody in the theater to the fact that there was someone. Of importance, VIP in the box. I think Matt and John and I had our pictures taken about six thousand. Oh yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> people were taking
0: pictures of them like crazy. One
3: man walked up and down the aisle and just kept snapping. We finally put our hands over our faces. I didn't want them to see us laughing this hard. Now people kept saying to us, "Oh, you had the best seats in the house. You had the best seats in our house." I got to tell you, our seats sucked.
0: Yeah, box seats very rarely are the best seats. Because you're looking at it from the side. A
1: sliver of the stage and the tops of their heads. And it was about (laughs)
3: 300 degrees.
1: Now, as we sat down, Mm. the person who
3: seated us said, after intermission, there will be a cast member in your box with you. Is that okay? Is that okay? Yes. Yes. Make sure you
1: leave room for that. If you're familiar
3: with The Lion King, at intermission, all of the animals come out. And one of the people in our box was swinging this giant pole with a bird on the end of it. Now, we had been told that after the show, we were going to be allowed to go backstage and we'd be allowed to touch the puppets. During during the performance, John says to the woman, I was told I can touch the puppets. Can I touch your bird?
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's leaving. I don't think she was kind of fine with me.
3: (laughs) I am surprised that we weren't thrown out of the box because it was the funniest thing. It was just the funniest thing. So we had our picture taken. So I'm sorry. That
2: was it.
0: And, you know, we sat. And, and yeah, uh, that's the other part. That when I tell you this theater was so uncomfortably warm.
2: I asked him if they had a, uh, air conditioning. And he kind of blew me off. And I'm like, oh, my God. This place really doesn't have air conditioning. Mm. It was so hot. It was they, very hot.
3: Uh, ABD brought us ice cream. At intermission. Yeah. At intermission.
0: Oh, because it they was we were bad. sweating
2: to death. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, after the show, we were met by a couple of production assistants. And we were taken backstage. Now this is where it got cool. This
1: made awesome. up for all of the inconvenience and all, all of, of the bad comfort. performance. It um, was, <laughs>
0: it was, so cool. We got to see all of the props. We got to see they were explaining to us how different scenes were accomplished, um, what they have to do to move a scene in, move a scene out, how you know how they hook them up to the harnesses.
3: It's literally um, a jigsaw puzzle backstage. Oh, it is because there's so little room that they showed you how one big set piece breaks into three pieces and gets hooked to the wall in three separate pieces. Wow. Incredible! It is. The it walls.
0: really is incredible, um, and that was absolutely uh, that was absolutely a highlight.
1: I, that was fascinating. I want to say too, I was impressed because I thought, okay, we're going to go backstage. So you're going to walk backstage, and they're going to show you this. This is and just kind of do a roundabout. <laughs> They broke us up into groups. They talked to us. They had people there who explained, brought out the puppets. Mm. Um, we went all the way backstage where the performers actually put on their makeup. We got to see that area. Yep. Costumes. Costumes hanging up. was Things on stage that look very, very solid. Um, Pumba.
3: Pumba's the warthog. Pumba looks like he's. A living, breathing thing on stage. When you get backstage, you realize he's very light and made, almost out of paper mache. Yeah. He was very, very delicate. Huh. Very interesting. Character. Now,
0: unfortunately, well, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, they are going to be dropping, the. I think next season, they're going to be dropping The Lion King from, uh, from this itinerary. Simply because uh, the show is, is, the theater's hot, the show's old.
3: The show's um, aging.
0: And I think they're going to be looking for some. I'm sure they'll come up with something fabulous you know, to put in its place. Prior
3: but. to Lion King, this was all the same thing was done with Mary Poppins. But Mary Poppins is closed in So London. maybe they'll have another show. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully
1: something will open that they
3: can
0: do. So um, our next day um, was uh, St. Paul. We, we, started, we started the day out at St. Paul's.
1: And the Millennium um, Bridge,
0: not not actually walking through St. Paul's, walking around it and taking pictures. Just and, get, give it. and again, our guide Stephen was with us, um, our step on guide Stephen, who was you know just telling us all the stories about, especially in the Second World War, the threats to St. Paul from the bombing of, by the Germans, um, about what you know. We, we went across the Millennium Bridge, and we were told all about how you know how the, that bridge started to wobble after it was. Uh, um, And it was built, and the architect was blaming it on the way people were
1: walking on it. He says, Not my bridge, it's the way people are walking on it.
3: Also, (laughs) St. Paul's is built by. It's a very important building. It's built by Christopher Wren. He was the architect. This is a a historic, historic building. And there's a Disney tie in as well. If you've ever heard the um, Feed the Birds, they talk about the little old bird lighting feeding the birds on the steps of St. Paul's. Mm. So that's the Disney tie
1: in. -in
0: And. Um, from there we went over to something I was, I I couldn't wait to do this was the Tower of London and it didn't disappoint. It didn't disappoint. Um, again, the history, this was built a thousand years ago. The, The Tower of London was the first castle for the first King of England, uh, William the Conqueror. That was his castle. And it was the castle of the, of the monarchs for the first two or three hundred years of the British monarchy um, before they moved something. They built themselves a bigger castle and turned that into their prison for political prisoners. And the stories associated with this place um, this is also where they house the crown jewels. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. And uh, you're not allowed, unfortunately, you're not allowed to take pictures or video uh, of the crown jewels, which was too bad because they were pretty. Pretty spectacular.
3: It's like the penguin exhibit at SeaWorld. You can walk by, but the view's not as good. If you want the best view, you're on a moving walkway so that you don't dawdle. However, you're looking at the crown jewels. And after you leave the crown jewels, you're looking at what I can only uh, uh, call the gold room. The biggest pieces of gold uh, serving ware. There is a soup tureen... Punch bowl, it was the punch bowl as big as this table no exaggeration Of solid gold solid wow. gold and he, i mean we we're talking about the wealth of england in this room these are the crown jewels and as you exit you exit into a gift shop and there's a <laughs> little wishing well with a sign that says help us keep the crown jewels in public view and they're asking for your donations and i thought to myself really yeah, you need my mats. help you sell the tureen <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: This was the the building itself was spectacular. The history behind it, seeing the crown jewels, it was really it was a highlight.
0: It was, it was, and just getting to go around and get the history of of the uh, of, of the Tower of London
3: that would have been interesting had anybody told it to us. However,
2: it became. Fascinating.
0: with Stephen with Stephen Stephen was amazing
2: people were gathering around him not not in the group and Stephen
0: it's it, Stevens with every tour Steven every, every the, when you do the city's City of nights and Lights with Adventures by Disney oh, he's you like have their
1: standard he's
0: he's been with them for I think he said seven years 5 awesome. he said he said that Disney has been so loyal to him and has been so generous to him. He was praising Adventures by Disney oh, up one side nice. and down the other, and it was more than just like butt kissing. I mean, he was sincere, and you could tell he was sincere. And I have to be honest, uh, you know, I've done Walter and I have done ten Adventures by Disney trips, and of all the trips we have done, Stephen, by a mile, the best step on guide.
3: Mm. I would agree, wholeheartedly. we've ever had.
0: Um, he you were is, mesmerized when he started talking. Oh, he was just nice. so I, interesting. I'm telling you, they need. He needs his own television show. He
3: his voice. He wasn't just tour guide. He didn't just. It wasn't monotone. His voice ra- ra- rose and lowered, and it was dramatic. And he talked about the two king, the, the sons of the two, the king, who were um, the the the. The myth is or the story is that they were smothered in their sleep and thrown into the river. And by the time you were done, you had chills knowing that this really happened. And where he's explaining
0: that particular story um, was on the site where the beheadings would take place. And he's got us gathered around him and he's telling the story. Before long, our group was four times the size from just passers-by. Because of him. the hearing him yeah. and just he drew people in. Can I
1: also explain, too, that this is where the the beef eaters are that take oh, people okay. around. And they do those tours where they explain the history of it and stuff like that. So he was rivaling them. Yes. And I have to tell you, strictly one person's opinion. They sounded like
3: blowhards compared to. Oh, yeah. The beef eaters. Yeah. Beef- and it was all very loud. And this is where this happened. <laughs> It was Oprah people <laughs> exactly John Travolta people were leaving them to listen to him, yeah wow. he was very soft spoken, but you wanted to hear the story he was telling yeah. you
0: and, and again, you know it's just uh, it's one of those one of those touches on these trips that make the difference between a good experience and a great experience, and it was actually the entire. The entire time we were having that type of experience Every place we went From the Tower of London That was actually the end of our day for that day Can we, we tell
1: we, the Tower of London story? It was here where
3: our guides learned What we do and who we were Oh, okay John and I were sitting on a bench oh, yeah. We had been told Everybody's going to meet here in an hour We got there a half hour early And we were sitting on the bench Just talking to each other And these two beautiful young girls approached oh, us
0: Oh, they were stunning And yeah. I said to
3: John Move over, they want to sit down. Now, Stephen was standing there talking to us, and Adam and Landon and Fred, ten feet away. So we're sitting there, and I said to John, "Move down, so they can sit down." And the one girl said to me, "Are you Kevin and John from the podcast?"
1: "Oh wow, in the (laughs) Tower of London." "Tower of London."
3: Really, in Epcot, that's not that surprising anymore. In the Tower of London, and they weren't traveling with us. They weren't with us. (laughs) There were people. Pete had.
0: I was on Gowalla, and I was updating. I was I was checking in on Gowalla every place we went.
3: This was also the day that we were going to have our meet later that day for our UK listeners. So they had come to London and had been following Pete's updates about where we were. were so from, that's how they knew where we were. They just weren't stalking monuments. They were from Northern Ireland, Northern Irish dancer. Ireland. I apologize. There's a number after that, Irish yeah. dancer number number. Beautiful young
1: girls
0: gorgeous girls
1: um so then all of a sudden the guides and everyone's looking at Stephen us Stephen
3: looks at us and goes who
1: are you people
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's when they learned what we did and these two young girls were like well we listened to them they're so he turns around and he looks at me and he says are you famous I said, well, you know the old expression, big fish in a small pond? We are big fish in a very small pond. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's a good way to put it. We Mm
3: -hmm. are famous to about 12 people. (laughs) (laughs) And these are two of them. They brought us cookies. Oh, Oh, and the
0: cookies were so good. She's actually supposed to send me the recipe.
3: But because so she made them
0: herself, and they wow. like I, awesome. I, I like I inhaled these cookies. I shared a little bit with some of the people on the trip, but <laughs> I, so did
1: you post that you were going to be there, and that's how they knew. well, we no, I just
0: you check in on Gowala from wherever you are. So when we got to the Tower of London, I checked in on gowala that we that's were at the Tower of London, us. and that's how they knew.
1: They also knew we were going to be at the Lion King. They went to the Lion King at the, the, the night before
0: to try and find oh, us, wow.
1: and they kept going to the smoking lounge looking for Pete.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> figured I'll find Pete in the smoking lounge. Yeah, this is when after After the Tower of London, we walked back to the bus and we were going back to the hotel. We were going to have a chance to freshen up. And our meet was that afternoon. So we asked them if they wanted to ride back on the bus with us. And the two of them froze. They became statues. And they thought this was the biggest thing they had. And they kept saying to me, are you sure no one's going to be angry? (laughs) I said, I swear no one's going to be angry. So we finally got on the bus. And you know me, I have such a big mouth. I said, is anybody angry that they're riding back with us? No. <laughs> so it was great fun. They were so sweet. Now, uh,
0: we um something I have wanted to do for a very very long time was do a dismeet, an official dismeet in in London. And uh this was going to be our opportunity. Now not really knowing London, not having any ideas where to do it, uh we just decided it would be better to do it in the hotel, have hors d'oeuvres, have uh some 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 drinks, soft drinks, wine, we have beer. We had beer. No, I don't. Think just so. wine.
3: Yeah, diet coke.
0: You anyway, had you know soft drinks and wine, red and white wine, and uh, you know and killer nerves. <laughs> yeah, the, the food yes. in this hotel was awesome. I had anticipated about fifty people. I had told the hotel sixty just to be on the safe side. 87 showed up.
1: Wow. We had our group. Our group was there, and we said, you guys come into the meet. you come coming to the meet. And they said, well, how many people do you th- think are going to come? And I said, I'd really like you guys there because it's going to be us and four people. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> I walked into this room. I was blown away. This room was packed. Oh, it was packed. I know I, I had a wonderful time in
3: London. I didn't dislike London. I'll get to loving Paris more later. This was one of the highlights was, of London. It was me.
0: absolutely. I mean, we, you know, I, I've said it many times. I love my Brits. I love them. Love them. Love them. Could listen to them. Read the phone book. I love them. Getting to meet a, a group of our, our, our British listeners and 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 fans of the sh- of the site. Um, getting to spend that kind of time with them, and I wish I only wish it could have been longer um, on their turf too. On their turf.
1: <laughs> They were so happy that we were there, and
0: it was just you know the loveliest people. And the very loveliest generous.
3: people brought us gifts. People brought us little souvenirs. It was just and to get a chance to talk to people, it, it was it was wonderful. But I it, was, it was it was
0: something though that I noticed was pretty common in London. The people were lovely. No, that's I amazing. mean, just really friendly, and not not just polite. They, the people we were coming across wherever we went, friendly. Helpful, um, like almost like, they, like they're really glad you're there. And as an American in a foreign country, that is not always a common experience. Yeah. And, you know, th- oh, I noticed that there is a lot of things around London memorializing United States presidents, the United States, especially for our participation in the Second World War. Um, there is a sense of gratitude uh among uh, among the in the culture, I think, because of that, they never forget, unlike the French who forgot twenty minutes after we kicked the Nazis out of paris mm-hmm. um, and unlike the French, the British never forgot, and there is that sense of camaraderie like we you know it was kind of like going to visit your- your your cousins yeah. Um, and
1: also, I want to say too, it wasn't just us. They asked about you guys. Oh yeah, no, Tells they house, were. Tasteri, I talked about Kat all of you, right.
3: and Corey, Corey and Julie. G- How are Corey and Julie's kids? Uh, they asked about every. It wasn't just. They, us. Wanted, they wanted details wanted. about every. But it was mostly about us.
4: Yeah, John, you <laughs> talked about us. Right? I did
1: absolutely. You can ask any of them. They were fantastic. What a great time we had.
0: It was. It was absolutely wonderful. And I make a promise right now. I make two promises. We are coming back next year, even if I'm coming alone. You're um, not. I know. But I'm saying, we're coming back next year. We're coming back next October. And I'm going to throw you people a party you're going to talk about for a very, very long time.
1: We've um, already scouted out some
0: ideas. We've, uh, we've scouted out some locations. I we, don't
1: even know about this. We
0: I mean. want to throw – I'll tell you at the break um, – we want to throw a party. We were so moved by the, just the whole experience of meeting.
3: And these weren't folks from London.
0: These are folks. Some of these people traveled six, seven hours and to wow, get there. Uh, One said, guy came in from Germany.
1: Right. Jeez. You'd ask them, where are you from? And I'm from Sotibabu, Zubabu. And you'd say to yourself, okay, okay. Is that let's, down not, let's not aggravate them
3: before we get back.
1: Oh, they, already know. <laughs> they already know I'm ignorant. What difference does it make? Ugly <laughs> American. And they would say, I'd say, where is that? Is that you know, near London. Oh, that's four hours away. Yeah. yeah. Well, two I came from out. Northern Ireland. And what they so, do is they drive to the outskirts of London and then take the tube into okay. the city. I'm like, and
0: while crazy. I'm, while I'm glad that we spent money on wine and hors d'oeuvres, especially after seeing how far people came and how many people showed up. I got to be honest with you folks. I phoned that one in and I'll never do that again. Next year's party is going to be one for the books. You know, those parties we like to throw here, well, I'm, I want—we're bringing the party to London next year, so you have my word on that. You have my absolute word, even if, like I said, if I have to fly over there myself and do it, I'm going to throw you guys a party because it really just blew me away. It just—the whole thing just blew me away. All of us. Uh, it was absolutely a highlight of the trip. Uh, it I really
3: didn't expect that going in. No, not at all. But John, I thought we're going to have to. This is going to be the Pete Walter Kevin John dog and pony show cuz there's going to be four people here and we're going to have to talk until we can't talk anymore. Yeah, cuz
4: there weren't too many people that said that they were like
3: going to go to this beforehand. I wish I had more hours to get to talk to more people. Yeah. And that's
0: why that's oh, nice. why I want to throw I want to throw a big party next year. So It was
3: wonderful. I um, loved meeting those people.
0: And that was that was our final night uh, in London and uh, you know like I said, you know, Walter and I got a chance to spend more time than, uh, than the rest of the folks did because we were there quite a bit longer. Um, but it absolutely solidified for me why I have wanted to see that city. And it has, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about, okay, you know, I could handle that flight for like, you know, a, five, you know, a long weekend or a five-day trip. But oh, man. I want to go back. I want to go back in the worst way.
3: It's at this point that I have to say, I like London. I had that same feeling. About Paris. About Paris. I started a love affair.
0: And that is what we're going to talk about on the next episode. So that will do it for this segment. And we'll be back with you again next time with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.